Welcome to Las Latinas, a podcast about Chile rellenos and depleting serotonin levels. This is episode 15. You can follow us along on all the social media things. Tag us, make fun of us, give us a shout out and share our content. Las Latinas and our guests are all certified alternative lifestyle coaches. Please contact us with any questions at Las Latinas on IG. If you don't have any questions, please send us some pictures of your favorite quarantine outfit, specifically some sweatpants pics, and we'll repost them. On today's episode, we have Jesus and myself, Johnny. I'm not going to let you say hello, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we also have a very, very special guest today. Uh, he's an assistant professor of all things gay at Tufts University. Also the body behind Lahore, Vajistan. Everyone's favorite overeducated Desi Draganti. Make some noise and help me welcome to the stage, Kareem Kuchandani. Yeah. Yes. 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 She's here. Was she on season 12? That seemed a little bit uh was she on season 12? We'll find out. Oh, that, was it season, did, did season 12 happen? Oh <laughs> lucky 13, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, I missed the application deadline for that, so but you were talking Whoops. to us about it, remember? I thought you made a video. You lied I made to a us. video and everything, but like I didn't get in. Can we see the video? Yeah, show oh, it's so there. bad. It's so my my Padma Lakshmi like looks like a monster. <laughs> I was looking at it recently, and like you can see the 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 like film quality is so good that she just looks like a man. I want that to be the title of your autobio is uh, my my Padma Lakshmi looks like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Colin, she looks like a man. Is that's that's your And how I won RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. (laughs) Although no, but you've seen my Malala. Like my Malala was excellent. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Every time you you say that you've done Malala or I see the picture of you, Malala, I think of the picture of Malala and Obama together with like <laughs> that press conference. Nice. And I was like, I could swear it's you. <laughs> oh, I was I was actually going to be invited to be on at a symposium with Malala that got canceled during COVID. And I would have dressed up as Malala to attend the event, but that's that would have been amazing. I want you to do her birthday party. Do you think she'd be <laughs> she, would she book you for her birthday party? Has her quinceanera is- passed already? <gasps> oh, Malala's quinceanera is the only thing I want to attend in quarantine. That's the only virtual show I want to go to. Malala's it's quince. It's like, Las that will be Ruby, but Malala edition. <laughs> How have you been, bitch? I haven't talked to you. We haven't talked to you in a while. Welcome no, to the show. I miss you. I miss you both. Today is good. Today feels like hope. Not not because of the Supreme Court uh, ruling uh, for, but because this weekend I went to a trans vigil run that was run and hosted by Black trans women, and it was glorious. It just like reminded me, <laughs> reminded reminded me that I need I need to be around people even if it means risking my life. <laughs> um, but like I wore a cute mask and I made a fan that said Black trans lives matter. So I was like gang it up but it, it it just reminded me uh that black trans women have been leading our movement um and have been giving us life and have been throwing it down for so long and calling people mm-hmm. out and asking people to join them but on their terms not on white gay men's terms and it was amazing and like as much as i can't stand boston this gave me some renewed faith in what the communities here look like um and and so that was that was that was a highlight and like has sustained me for for through today. Um, and then I also have started. Uh, I downloaded Hinge in order to start dating again because I've heard that people have like I have two friends who have boyfriends now through COVID dating. What? And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. If we can't be together, we might as well be together separate. No, but then they or like broke like- the rules. Uh, of course. And then they like now have boyfriends and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And then I downloaded the program and I hate online dating and I'm about to delete it. What? How long have you had it? Three days. Girl, no, that's not you. That's not, you're not doing it right. What, what's going on? We need to see your profile. We're going to we're going to do this. We're going to okay. do a deep dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's do it now. It's all wrong. <laughs> Well, you I was going to say, do you want to read us your ad text? 
Oh yeah, oh please god. read us your like. What's your one? Uh, what's your headline? And then what's your like? What are you saying on there? Oh god. <laughs> um, and how I'm so your, nervous now. Do they ask you questions like, "Have you been around people in the last two weeks?" Like, it's COVID specific at all? Uh, no, but it does keep sending you messages about safety and like giving you statistics about health. <laughs> like, so like Facebook. Oh, does girl, that? that's the app. That's the app we have to develop. We should do um, OK COVID. Um, <laughs> where we ask people questions about like their, their public health practices as part of their screening process. And this is who you're matched up with. It's equally disappointing. <laughs> oh, God. They do tell you like this person is actually quite likely to do a quick fo- uh, video chat if you're willing. And but Okay, so it gives you but options. But I'm not. It gives... <laughs> It gives it's like Mad Libs. It gives you things to fill in. So um, is this I'm just, weird. Is it produced by E Harmony? Is that who made it? It's yeah, maybe it's like <laughs> a really slick version. Um, it says I'm weirdly attracted to blank. So mine is thick eyebrows. Okay. Okay. Right? Is yeah. that too normal? No, I think that's in. I think that's that's the whoever says I really like thin eyebrows. Like nobody says that. Who says that? Drag queens. <laughs> like while well, they're doing their own eyebrows. <laughs> and cholas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I get along best with people who make me- mean girls references without trying to. Is that a fair okay. description of me? Well, I think that 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 definitely established is like an age bar, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, the, what you're writing isn't doing what you think it's doing, but it's doing something. <laughs> Somebody who had already reached puberty uh, by 2001, preferably. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will say this is the first time that I've been like matching with people who are over 30. So this is maybe. I was going to say, girl. I mean, I'm telling you, called progress. And then the last one, you're only allowed three. The secret to getting to know me is, and I put flattery. That's great. Yeah. She has a sense of humor. Right? I mean, is well, it, I mean tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm pretty. I like really gay shit in movies. And what was the first one? Eyebrows. Thick eyebrows. Yeah. She likes some hairy. Like, she likes Please be and ethnic. And, um, <laughs> codependent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's just, how was your week oh girl <laughs> when Kareem posted about the, the vigil um, mm-hmm. I keep hearing a lot of queer folks who are going to a lot of these events that are being organized by, by black trans women specifically um, and, and the use of the phrase another world is possible often mm-hmm. and I think um, I think that's just kind of it like that's legit like that's legit the feeling um, I went to, um, there was a march that was organized by uh, Austin Black Pride and led largely by Black trans women. And I think it's the most invigorated I think I've felt like in this, in the last maybe three or four months. Mm-hmm. Not just about, again, and not just about like, you know, the, like the uprisings and, and what's happening right now, but also just in general about like, what collective care means and how how collective care is made, right? That it's a, that it's a thing that people work to to make and to do, and so I think that's like kept me upright. Um, so that was the end of last week. So I think my my week has just been kind of about like going back to that and really thinking about like what that means and and how to like replenish through that. And also um, I ordered a flashlight finally because um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> because another world flashlight. is possible. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and I'm just invigorated by, by uh, I'm always already by the flashlight. Uh, wow. Putting my dick in something. Um, and I've heard it makes been, a really good vase. Okay, no. so here's the deal. Um, I was, I was, I was only like, I was a tiny bit skeptic because I've only ever used a flashlight once before, and it was with my partner, and like he used his on me, and I was like, "Well, you're here. Let me just like, this is great, but let me, you know, like you, you have a butthole, sir. Why, why are we not just doing this?" Um, so it was cute, and like now that I've been without human contact for quite some time, I'm sexual like, human conduct. 
flashlight is sexy. This flashlight is. <laughs> look at her. What is she doing now? I see her here, and she's serving dark beauty. And I see her here, and she's. And, but um, but yeah, the flashlight has been everything. It's been cute. It's the one that's like it's clear, so like the the case is clear, and like the so you can just you, you can watch you can your dick. See yourself. The thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> you, can, you can you can see yourself. Yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah, it's the. It's definitely a. It's definitely. It's definitely an experience. It's cool. I dig it. I appreciate it. They um, should make a fully mirrored also, one so that you can actually see yourself. But well, that's terrifying. No, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> because, because then, then you would just look at your face from below, and it would just look like you're someone's parent trying yeah. to FaceTime them, like while you're like, it's <laughs> while you're fucking a flashlight, and that's not cute. It's like you're on a Zoom call with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would really encourage all the girls who are out there who don't have one to, you know, just invest because it really it pays for itself. Um, by the time it's all said and done, it's it's at least eight lift rides at least, oh. you know, mm. is that how we're like figuring out the price of things nowadays? That's like that's three days. That's three days this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the two. <laughs> Did, what, did you get? Uh, did you get the lips? Did you get the butthole? Did you get a little vortex? The, what did you get? Um, I, I'm not. I'm not very body part specific. So I just. It's the. It's the standard one. That's just like. It's. Uh, you're just fucking shapes. So like. <laughs> It's just like a, like a swirly hole. And then once you get inside it, there's like little bumps and different like texture patches inside of the thing. Uh-huh. So like, it's cute. It's really cute. This episode is sponsored by Fleshlight. Please buy yours today. Use the coupon code Las Latinas Podcast to not get any discount at all. <laughs> if you're looking for sponsors, you can pitch them this episode though. <laughs> They're they're apparently a terrible company. Yeah, I've heard really horrible things. Yeah, they treat their employees very poorly. Apparently, speaking of flashlights, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Flashlight. It's like, well, I went to Houston to see my mom, and she's doing oh well. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, <laughs> so I was like, you had to pass it on to me next. Um, she's good. Everything was good. I had a good week. Um, uh, work was hell, but like my mom, uh, it was really nice seeing my mom. She like cooked for us. She made like this like super. She like made it a point to t- tell us about how healthy she's been eating and cooking, and it, it was really nice. Um, I had a nice time. I did apologize to my mom about being a dick to her in like the last couple. I mean, I've I've been a douchebag to her, but um, but yeah, she was Why? fine. It was okay. I had a- it's uh, that's between me and my therapist. <laughs> okay, let us be your therapist. No, that's like a different okay. podcast. I feel, <laughs> but yeah, but it was good. It was a good visit. <laughs> I had a nice time. Uh, we can talk about this another time because <laughs> I'm not gonna get into shit about my mom on this on this episode. <laughs> but maybe on the next one. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that was my week. It was good. Um, I'm trying to figure out when the last time we were all together. Like the three of us. Because um, I've seen you I, both in Boston. You both come at different times. But separately. I feel like the last time we were all together was actually like at your party. The, the first time I met Johnny was the last time we were all together. <laughs> the time that I slept people I'm randomly. <laughs> oh my God. I only remember like... Um, I remember seeing you and be like, I don't think I like this bitch. Um, Who? Kareem? And then, it's <laughs> no, I love Kareem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, bitch. <laughs> you, I was like, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have such doubts. Um, Still and, do. <laughs> no, and then, and then by the end of the night, I was like, oh, this is correct. Okay, this is right. Well, then, we all knew the every word in Paris is burning. So I think that's how we... When we just yelled at the screen for... <laughs> yeah. We had a Paris is burning shout along. Uh, yes. Room was on the floor. <laughs> I slapped. Who did I slap? Be Joy. Be Joy. Shout out to Be Joy for getting slapped. <laughs> he didn't like it. He's like, I he don't understand it? the appeal. Of slapping? Yeah. Oh, I he think wasn't because upset he, about it. No, no, because he asked. He's like, well, maybe if I try it, I, I like it. I was like, well, you want to try it? <laughs> I think to appreciate it, you have to grow up in a Mexican household. <laughs> or an yes. Indian household. <laughs> well, like, speaking of Mexican and Indian households, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it brings us to this week's topic, uh, which is hot aunties or first tia in drag. Um, Jesus, you you uh, you have some tias you wanted to talk about. I mean, I don't want to talk about them. But I <laughs> do, they want, do they want <laughs> you to talk about them? <laughs> no. Um, I think they, I don't know. So, um, so when we were talking about like aunties, and this is why, like, I think the first time that Kareem, I really sort of started thinking about your work. Um, for those of you all that don't know, Kareem does, like, if you look up Kareem Kupchandani and then you look up the word auntie, you're going to find like a wealth of just like things you need <laughs> for like your everyday survival. Um, TED Talks, but I, oh, music yeah, videos. Let's, let's not forget about videos. the TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> auntie content. Oh, it's, a, it's a TEDx talk. I'm not allowed to call it. Don't say talk. that. Oh, you're not? No. I have a lot of questions about that, but I digress. Jesus, <laughs> I'm losing interest in Ted. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like just I, I don't know. I, I think it's 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 difficult to like not be like a hoto and think about like your tias and and like all of the yep. women in your family who helped you figure out like here's how to be glamorous and also like. We have nothing. How do we turn nothing into everything, bitch? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my tia Camelia and my tia Noemi were the first two people that I ever saw doing that. Um, my tia Kame is the... She's... Uh, so my grandma had like 12 kids. My tia Kame is maybe like number four or five. Mm-hmm. But she, from Go, was like... I'm the next matriarch. Like when <laughs> mom goes, like I'm running shit. And so we all kind of knew that. Even when I was a kid, we were like, no, no, no. Like Gam is like, she's the one, She's she runs the show. But I remember like, I went to visit her in Zacatecas and I was maybe like seven or six years old. And she'd come to Juarez to visit. But whenever she'd come, like she was always kind of like dressed down and it was like whatever because she was like in a hurry or there was like a medical emergency or whatever. Something something bad was always happening. So I went to go visit her in Zacatecas one summer. And I remember it was during the Festival de Santana, which is just five days of drinking and fireworks and like killing pigs and cows and dancing. You just, that's all everyone does. I remember like, sitting there with her and I was like oh can like can we go party with you and she was like no and I was like okay and she goes to her closet she just finished showering she was in her towel she was in like she was in that in that it's that sickening combo where it's the it's the towel wrapped around the body but then also like the towel up in the hair yeah which I've always wanted to figure out how to do that I still don't know it's like I know I could find out but I like it being a mystery you know what I mean like I like I like the mystique of it um, and I'm lazy. I can teach you. And I was doing I'm it in good. the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can a towel up to my with a towel up to my tits and like something wrapped around, just like looking at That's myself. It. But you can now get towel turbans. And just pop it right on. They sell them pre-made. Yes. Oh, that's that's what I need in my life. Yeah, I just thought it was so pretty. Like I, it, I, I've always thought it was such a glamorous way to like emerge from the bathroom. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm not ready yet. Just give me a few minutes. You know what I mean? So she comes out looking like that, and I was like, okay, I guess we can't go party with her because whatever. And she comes out in the most like at the time, right? And like looking back on it, I probably would have a lot of like critiques. But at the time, I was like, this is a gorgeous dress. She comes out and just like she comes out wearing red. And I don't think up to that point I'd seen anyone wear like 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 a, a red dress really well, except for Jessica Rabbit. And I like <laughs> gay baby brain immediately was like, ah. If you can wear a red dress, you're a bad bitch. Oh, my tia Kame is a bad bitch. Like, she's going to go out and, like, fuck everybody's dicks up today. Um, and she just she looked gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. She had that, like, she had, like, big, like, Lucia Mendes hair, even though it was, like, the 90s. But she was still hanging on real strong to that. Mm-hmm. I just remember it being just so, like... I don't know. I was like, that's the goal. That's 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 what you do. Like, that's what you do. Um, you look good in red. You tell the kids no. Um, <laughs> you go and party and you come back the next day and you take care of shit. Um, and so I think like just thinking about my Kame has always been like a really, really interesting thing because like, because Camelia also never married. Like my Camelia has never oh. gotten married. Hmm. So she's been like the single auntie forever. 
And everyone's always attributed it to like, well, she's going to be the matrix. She's going to be like the one who's going to hold it down for people. Mm-hmm. But, and you know, whoever's listening. Um, <laughs> but there's also like, I was, I was real drunk with my cousin maybe two years ago and it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, am I the only like Joto in the family? Like, is it just me? Because like, I think it's just me and I have a huge family. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, no, I think this person's kid might be, but still too young. We don't know. And I was like, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and then he goes, you know, and, you know, they've always said things about Kame. And I was like, yes. <gasps> and I was like, that's gaggy. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, she's never been married. <laughs> And I fully, fully, I was like, oh my God, tell me more. Um, because my cousin lived with her for a number of years. So I was like, well, bitch, if anyone knows, you know. And he was like, and you know, she's always had like very close friends. Oh, um, wow. And very close friends is just like, that's, yeah, like that's uh, uh, an auntie who's never been married, who brings her on a lot of really close friends and always looks amazing is a recipe for, for gay rumors, for the children's hour. Um, and so... <laughs> For gay children um, to know what they want to grow up to be. Yeah, but that and, that and that was the thing for that was for me like the goal too. And so like it's interesting looking looking at her now because like I, she's still gorgeous and she's still such a like she's still such a hawk. Like she just watches what happens in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still just like beautiful and also like remains unmarried and also is like it's strange to watch her sort of like. Um, her rise to power in the family structure because she's very much like cool like I'm in charge now bitches like um, so like whenever there's family functions people no longer go to my grandma's they go to her and like she hosts my grandma essentially right because like my grandma's older now and stuff Mm -hmm. and so I don't know she's she's a bad bitch and I think like it's um the the poem that I published in Tin House, the the one about aunties in space, yeah. like that's about her because she she worked um, she worked she worked or works um, I don't know if she still does at a at a plant in uh, Calabasas, California, mm-hmm. um, where they make, they make fucking parts for spaceships and shit. And so I just thought it was like wild shit. that this like woman who I was obsessed with when I was a kid. Um, who can't cross state lines is making shit for Americans to like go to space. Um, is she going to be wild. in Hidden Figures Part Two? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I have so many Comments names for that. Yeah. Like the Mexican version, I was like, but I'm not going to say any of them because they're awful. Figuras <laughs> <laughs> which is just Figuras um, <laughs> Well, girl, it's just it's a documentary about fajas. Like that's all it yeah. is. It's just, just, just about girdles. Really? <laughs> ¿Y tú, Johnny? A ver. A, a ver a, ¿Y tus tías, Johnny? A ver. ¿Y mis tías? Dude, I have like a, a fuck ton of tías, but like the one that <laughs> I, the one that I remember or the one that I think about when um, like we're talking about like tías and drag and shit, like just, and I don't have any tías that are drag queens, at least that I know of. <laughs> Um, but like my tia Dora, um, and it's so, so interesting because that you brought up like someone that you knew like very, very, like when you were young. Um, cause like when, when we were growing up, like we always had people living with us and usually people who were like migrating, immigrating from Mexico. Um, but like my, my tia Dora stayed with, um, she was, she's my mom's cousin and she stayed with us in our house and it was like my sister and I slept on bunk beds and then she slept on like a twin bed like on the other side of the room um but she was all like she always like no matter what day of the week she would fucking dress up she would like blast her music while she was taking a shower like her little fucking radio <laughs> she would go in there and she would just fucking be in there for like an hour and a half just fucking getting ready fucking putting on her makeup and bitch would just like sit in the living room <laughs> she would just <laughs> she would just like come out and just like start watching TV and sitting in the living room like on a Tuesday just fucking watching her novelas yeah. and it was just like the most fabulous thing ever like she was always like dressed up um, if it was a Saturday and she was going out to the club she would like put on her skirt like her mini skirt um and she was like, see, this is this is what the boys like. This is what the boys like. And oh. it's in Spanish, es que si les gustan los muchachos, que si ande. And, um, and while she was like putting on her makeup and listening to music like in our room. And like after a while, I think like my parents were like, like, what is he what is he learning from this woman? 
Because <laughs> she would like go out on like Fridays or Saturdays and like would be out at all hours of the night. Would show up at like 6 a.m. or 4 a.m. Because like we'd hear her come in the house and like, um, um, and she was always out partying and she would like sleep in late. So it's like basically like me in my 20s. Um, but, <laughs> but I like, I, I remember her. So, so like, she, that's what just she would do. She would go out clubbing and I was like, oh, that'd be fun. She's like, yeah. And like, even one time she like helped me um, like dress up, like, like um, put on botas and like, oh, uh, cute. and like, she was like, that's how you dress up. That's how you dress up to get girls. Like one time she asked, she's like, "Pero te gustan las las mujeres?" And I, and I was just like, knows. "What?" And she was like, "No, never mind. It's okay." Yeah, she like it was that one one instance where like she knew, and like How it was old just like, you? "Oh, I was like seven, eight. Like I was I was a baby." Yeah, it bitch. I, I was like, <laughs> I was trying to have like boyfriends in like fifth and like when I was like six. So this is not weird. <laughs> she came for your gig. She was I, like, yeah. um. <laughs> I didn't know what gay was, you know, um, at least at that age. Um, but yeah, but so she would come home from like all the like all the parties and stuff like that. And then um, but one night she she came home and her boyfriend slept on the couch. And like my parents were not having it. They're like, we don't know this person. They're in our house. And it makes sense. Right. It, like it makes total sense. Right. Like my mom's there. Like my sister's there. Um and so, like, finally, like, she moved out. She moved from, like, L.A. to Sacramento, which is, like, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> People move to Sacramento. No, like, to all our Sacramento fans, like, I'll find out if we have any. <laughs> I was going to say, like. I was like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, but so she moved there. And then, like, um, her kids, she had three kids in, Mex- in Mexico that she left, she left there. Um, and then she finally brought them over um, and then um, they stayed with us actually for about a whole summer because she was like trying to make sure that she had her home ready in Sacramento, like to, to bring her kids over. And so like she came to L.A., like um, her kids were hanging out with us or living with us for like a whole summer. Um, and then finally, like they left and, and moved to, to Sacramento with her. Um, but I think like the thing that I remember the most is that. Um, they took my fucking Nintendo and I was so mad because my fucking mom made me give it to them. <laughs> but also that's like classic like Mexican family, like 100%. give them everything you have and then we'll buy it when we get back or whatever. And I'm just like, lies. <laughs> and I didn't get a new Nintendo, but it was okay. Um, but yeah, like she was, she's been like one of the the people that I think about the most um, when I think about like Diaz who were like, who I would have probably partied with or like would have been fun to hang out with. Um, I have some other tias who are also very fabulous, like my tia Picho, but she's a bitch. Um, and um, she won't listen oh to this. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> she, she really is. Es que se robó los terrenos. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, actually, I don't know that, that, that that's true or not, but I know like that's always drama. It's like who owns the land? Who that's the fight, has bro. the land? Like that no. is the ever eternal fight of like sisters, like older sisters in a Mexican family. <laughs> but yeah, that's my gig. That's my tia, my tia Dora. Um, she's not doing too well right now, so um, but I love her. But uh, but yeah, Jesus, what do you, what what question do you have? Well, my question, like, I, I was, like, I'm, I'm still thinking about, like, I'm still thinking about, like, the impact or, like, the like the gag of, like, being seven, six or seven and having, an, like, having your auntie be, like, do you like girls? Like, you like, just, and, 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 like, having that be part of just, like, a question. Mm-hmm. What, like, do you remember that moment? Like, do you remember, like, what? Yeah, Or is I that mean, just something that sort of came back? No, I think until, like, I was probably... Like 11, I was probably like, I just need to like girls. Like, that's who I like. And I think I had like this attraction to boys, but like, I knew that what I needed to do was to like women or to like girls because that's what my dad told me to like. Like, that's who my dad, my dad said, like, you got to get a girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm in third grade. You got to get a girlfriend. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like well, you know, maybe that was his version of like saying like, my kid's not going to be a faggot. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, but like, I think since I was, since I was, I mean, since I was probably like seven, I mean, since I was that age, like my, my dad was like, you need a girlfriend. Like, what girls do you like in school? What are their names? 
um, and stuff like that. And and yeah, so I don't know. Great. This is will be great conversation with my fucking therapist <laughs> a month from now. Well, I, just, I, like, <laughs> you, I guess like I'm thinking about that moment where she asked you, though. like, do you remember that moment where she asked you? Yeah, she was. Uh, so we were in our. So this is um, we're living in Linwood. We live, I grew up there. And she was like looking at herself in the mirror, the like the tiny oh ass closet God. that we had, because it was like one closet that we had, and it was tiny as fuck. Are you confusing her with Dorian Corey? No, no, no. I was gonna say she's like <laughs> she's putting on cold cream, and she's she like has a doing corpse a- in a trunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go in the closet. There's something in there that you can't see. No, she was just like looking at herself in the mirror, and then she like <laughs> she like turns around at me, and then like asks me. And then she looks back in the mirror and then like, I'm like, well, like, yeah, I, I like girls. And then she's like, okay. And just like looking from the wow. mirror, like looking at me. And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't, and I remember it because I'm like, that was like, a, like probably the first time someone asked me like, do you like boys? You know, <laughs> like that, yeah. that was that straightforward. Um, but yeah, but I mean, she was cool. She was super cool. She was always very nice. Um, she dressed like a fierce fucking bitch and, and yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's like a, like a whole slew of like people who lived in our house when we were growing up. Um, but yeah, but she was probably the one that I remember like first and foremost, like first Dia in drag or like first Dia just like living it up. The life that I probably, I mean, I would eventually live. <laughs> you eventually yeah. live. I want dick 20s. too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Um, but yeah, but that's my that's my idea. What about you, Kareem? What's your um, your auntie? Oh my god! You know I'm obsessed with aunties. Like, but my my whole life has been an obsession with aunties, and and my mom was the ultimate auntie, and she was, um, huh? She de- she designed clothing. She um, she got married right after high school, so and she had taken home science and learned to sew in in high school. So when she moved to Ghana. Um, and got married and moved to Ghana and she she made a little business of designing clothes for her friends nice. um, and so all the all the aunties who saw fashions in like like Versace and Gucci would bring would bring the images to my mom and she would design them and would go uh, I'd go with her to her consultations I'd go with her to the tailor um, I'd pick out scraps from the tailor's bucket and like design my own clothes for my dolls it That's was amazing. <laughs> It was the gayest childhood ever, um, and, and and so she was she was the auntie to the aunties, you know. And and um, we I grew up in a migrant community, so these these women would get married in to two men. They would come from like Bangkok and Sri Lanka and Curacao and Suriname, and they would marry these men in Ghana, and they would all move there, and then they would get adopted into the auntie circle so there was always like a new influx of aunties and my mom was the one who like counseled them through (laughs) adjustment issues um but they would all come over they would all come over um on saturday afternoons and have like auntie discourse and my mom would serve food (laughs) and i would just sit there like pretending to do homework and listen to like 15 minutes, 15 women talking for three hours about all the drama. Wow. All the drama. Um, And so it was like my entire education was, was auntie related. So I've all like, I'm just obsessed with them. And they, they used to, they used to do performances and, and so they would rehearse in my mom's living room. And so all my dance movements, I learned from them. Um, everything I do in drag, I do because I learned it with them. Um, so even they, even the uh, your uh, your fisting one, the, the Latin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they were rehearsing. That's what they were rehearsing. They were the rehearsing the Latin ones. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you that, haven't I seen mean, Lahore Pakistan's, uh, was it um, whole new world? Whole new world performance. Uh, look it up. It's on TEDx apparently. No, but the, I mean, there were conversations about sex that like, I didn't know what sex was, but they were like oh. talking about that. And then they would like bring over Mary Claire magazines, uh, you know, that have like wow. 10, 10 ways to please your man. And like, <laughs> they, you know, they would trade magazines with each other. Um, and that like those magazines were my first pornography. 
Um, because the perfume ads with the like yeah. shirtless oh, guy with yeah. abs and like Dolce Gabbana. Yes. Yeah, bitch. Right. They were like, yeah, them yeah. and Calvin Klein. I think. And Jean Paul like Gaultier. Remember the J.C. Penny catalog? No, we didn't have that in Ghana. So okay, no. well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> although, although one of the things I found on the internet was International Mail. Oh yes. Oh yeah, which, bro. That's when I got SST. when I, I learned that like. That was a lot of other people's porn too. Yeah, that was uh, one of producer Jeff's uh, favorite porn growing up. I think I'm speaking <laughs> on his behalf, but it's okay. All those guys who look like pirates with the ruffles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with like the gayest like, thing, <laughs> like a ruffle shirts, but with like green thongs on on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hot. But give me but all like, of that. <laughs> I mean, my my auntie obsession has like driven me to be the hot auntie or or at least like and it's also really been important to me to to find other aunties as I've grown up because like you don't just have aunties when you're a kid right and and so when I moved to Chicago I met this um Pakistani uh poet and activist and car salesman he was very proud to be (laughs) he was very proud to be a Mercedes-Benz salesman um and he would walk around wearing like fur coats and like Carl Kanai jeans from from the 90s with like heavy embroidery on them. So there was like black jeans with gold embroidery, fur coats, turbans with jewels on them. Lavish. Um, just walking around, well, driving around in his Mercedes Benz. But he would drive me, he would dr- drive me to the Indian neighborhood, Devon Street. And... He would be walking around and he's like, mm, I had her. Oh, I had her. He likes it. Yeah. <laughs> and he just likes it. Oh, and and I was like, this is this is the this is this is auntie, right? This is he is he is mm-hmm. my like hot, sexy auntie who's giving me the gossip on who is on the down low yes. in the mm-hmm. Indian Word. Pakistani neighborhood and also who makes the best chai. Like he of knew course. it, all, oh. right? And serving full fashion and didn't give a shit about what people thought of him. Um, and so he's he's like my ad- adult auntie and he, he passed away some years ago. Um, but he really taught me how that like auntie knows no gender. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's like a million other hot aunties. There's if you Google um, Indian auntie on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, you're going to find all these like busty Indian women with their like tits out like squishing them together with big hips, all always wearing a sari, but that's like half fallen off. Like <laughs> aunties, hot aunties are totally a fetish for yeah. Indian boys. Um, is it? And then is of course it, me. Is it like milk? <laughs> is that what like the like the corresponding like? Yeah, I mean, I think it yeah. it, it is. It, it's absolute. I mean, you were you, on a previous episode. You were talking about hot uncles and like hot uncles. I was gonna say. I feel like that's the yeah, analog yeah, yeah. here. Hot uncles is that, is a thing. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I like they love like TikTok. On Twitter. Have you seen them on TikTok? That's what I was no. saying, girl. That's what oh I was saying god. the last episode. Really, hot uncle TikTok is everything. Hot uncle TikTok they're actually is flexing. Mm-hmm. Like, and hot, the kids are running around in the back, but they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you gotta. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll post those on the site. We don't have a website. <laughs> Girl, we'll put it on Craigslist. I don't care. We'll put it in the for sale section. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, like, I I fully want to be the hot auntie myself, and and so I've got you know I I do drag. I've got Lahore Vajistan, and she's always wearing saris and looking cute. Um, but I'm not like. I'm never giving like realness, right? I'm I've always got the overdrawn look and. Mm-hmm. And I still get little Indian boys slipping into my DMs <gasps> saying, hello, yes. ma'am. Hi, yes. ma'am. Are you free? Are you yes. free to chat, ma'am? Can you? Can I video call you, ma'am? And it is so cute and also devastating. I'm like, how do you find this hairy, <laughs> over-exaggerated auntie attractive? Girl. But like, you know, well. I'll, ta- I'll take a compliment <laughs> where I get it. Like I said, flattery. If you want to get to know me, flattery will get you. Yeah. 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 If you want to sign up for Hinge, (laughs) (laughs) this is what do you think? Use code Kareem. Um, Yes. I actually, two things. The first is just a question because I'm curious. Mm. Have you ever responded to any of these DMs? Oh my God, of course. 
Like, I'm like, what do you want to mm-hmm. see? Um, they're also so polite because I'm auntie, right? I'm not. They're not gonna like slap me around. They really want to worship me. Um, so they're just like <laughs> yeah. they really want to worship me. Yes, like, I loved it, oh, Ma- ma'am. I think you're so beautiful, ma'am. I like your pi- pictures. I like your yes. pics. Um, please, can you send me more, um, Dom Auntie? <laughs> but they're they're always so lovely and polite. Um, but also like the the work of like getting into drag just to. FaceTime or to like Instagram video with with folks yeah. on a different time zone like it's just it's a lot of work and and actually the the first time I got hit on in drag was at um OCH no uh was the rain in Austin mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do I like I was really sh- I was like actually I don't know how to I don't know how to be sexy right and flirt mm. when when I look like that um so that was a challenge but you had a second question Wow. Yeah, I I think that the 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 other thing that I really hung on to like just like listening to you talk, I was really I'm really curious and I'm really thinking a lot about like what you said about um about your 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 late in life auntie uh in Chicago and and like this kind of interesting moment where I think a lot of us enter a kind of auntiehood um, in our in like uh, I, I specifically like in like in queer spaces or in like or like with our queer friends um, I have like a lot of gaybies um, and my friend Savi we were at the Iron Bear and a little crew of gaybies rolled up and um and I, you know, I, I, I talked to all of them. They were going to go out for the night. I was like, be careful. Da, 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 da. Here's my number. Y'all need anything. Da, 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 da. Here's some shots. Everybody take care. <laughs> and they left. And they left. And my friend Savi was like, you're like a daddy, but you're a femme. And I was like, yes. what? And he's like, you like, you take care of people in very femme ways, but also like, you look like this. Like, and he called, he was like, you're la papi. Like, you're la papi. And... <laughs> <laughs> and having having daddyhood femmed for me, I was like, oh, like this is this is the auntie shit I love. Like this is actually, I've arrived. <laughs> um, so I don't. I'm I'm really. I would love to hear just a little bit more about like how how you think you've like, like how you think you've auntied. Oh my god, I love to give advice. I like. I just. I'm ready. I'm ready for people to come to me with problems, um, <laughs> and. And I will tell them what I think, and none of the information will actually be useful. But <laughs> I'm fully ready. Um, no, but I, I do. I do. I like. I like. I actually do like fixing people's problems and getting. But also, the, part of that is like then I get to know the gossip. I get to know mm-hmm. who's a problem. I get to warn other people about them. Um, yeah, I like. Yeah, I mean, I, and then um, I think the other way that I. I've I've come into this as paying for things right now that I have money. Mm-hmm. I'm like no, no 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 you don't pay. I'll I'll do it because I think that I mean I don't have money money but like now that I can like especially with with my my graduate students if I see them out I'm like nope. I'm in, I'm in charge. <laughs> um yes. You know and and and, it, and and like the the auntie thing has really come to shape my my professor persona I think that it's mm-hmm. um it gives me some room to be real and bitchy, because um, because professors professors are only uh, really only worshipped if they are masculine and white, right? Like then they have authority. Right. So so the the aunt, like overdressing, <laughs> overdressing for class, um, overdressing for actually any event <laughs> um, is another way like that that I establish my own authority, but not on the basis of masculinity or whiteness, but. Of like brown auntie, femme daddy realness. Yes. Category is femme Category auntie. Is the, yes. uh, auntie in a corporate environment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but See, I, actually, auntie. no, actually, I mean, I did. Um, I had an auntie like come up, like uh, want to speak to me about something they had going on, um, and and like I, I felt kind of like. I'm obviously not going to call her an auntie. I'm at work, right? <laughs> but, but like, she was like definitely giving me auntie vibes. She's like, I'm calling you by like your legal name because that's how I know you. I'm like, this, this is my deal. Like, 
I um I I live alone, like I have a mortgage to pay, and she's like, I am the shit, and I need to like take care of my own shit. Like no one's taking care of this for me. Um, and so like I I guess a question to you, Kareem, is like, how does that have you seen that work out? And like not necessarily work out, but like how would you because like part of me is like I want to understand, like, I want to be like, look, I understand, like, the authority you have with you because, like, it is, right? And it's cultural. And so, like, do you have any advice for, like, someone who wants to have, like, that type of conversation with, like, an auntie um, or, like, say, like, is that is that appropriate? Is that inappropriate? Is that, like, disrespectful? Um, like, acknowledging their auntie, auntiness. Oh, gosh. Um Deconstructed I mean, I, I bitch. The, <laughs> Tell no, me they're, I'm they're, an idiot. Like, it's two things. Because auntie, aunties are I, I, the, the stereotype of the, about aunties is that they're difficult, right? I mean, mm. if you think about like and and uh, of and they're stubborn and they're they say no. They're the they're the one who says no to you, right? So, I mean, I think that 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 stereotype rings true. And 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 when you've got like a 45, 50, 60 year old woman who's single who um who who's really set in her ways you know she she's she's bringing a lot of baggage right mm-hmm. i i've got i've got that anti baggage too right like i think our our age also produces um a certain kind of weight that makes us really stubborn mm-hmm. um and so you don't want to fuck with aunties but then there's a, there's also a lot of people who don't want the anti stereotype they you know what what's her name? Uh, there's a there's a there's an interview between Kamala Harris and Mindy Kaling, and mm-hmm. and Mindy's like I don't know oh, what yeah. to call you, and she's mm-hmm. like, well, don't call me auntie, <laughs> right? Nobody wants to be that old, curmudgeonly, older figure, um, or a lot of people don't, and I think the 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 queers are embracing it, actually, because we don't have a gender for like femme daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that getting to what you were asking? Yeah, around? I guess you know, I I um I don't I don't really see it as like the stereotype for me. Like I see it as just like someone who is like strong willed, someone who like you know is is very opinionated and wants to be heard and wants to make sure that their point gets across. And like to me, like that's fucking fierce. Like yeah. and it's like how do how do I empower like her to be her like ultimate like fierce auntie self and i guess that's where i'm like i i don't see it necessarily that way um and, and that's kind of the i guess where i'm coming from yeah i mean i i it's and this is in the workplace right maybe or yeah it is it is but that's the thing is like in the workplace right it's it's precisely that kind of figure right the auntie figure mm. who doesn't conform to um, all the expectations of what someone who is in that space um, should be that, that you know, it's, it's sometimes it's doing the work of telling other people you need to listen across mm-hmm. age. You need to, you need to, even if someone's style or style of delivery doesn't, because they're, they're, this, this gets me so mad, but all these, there's all these young South Asian influencers producing um, imagery that is about canceling aunties. Aunties are the they are um, they're the wrong generation. They're set in their ways. They're, so there's such a so across generational mm-hmm. lines, auntie becomes the target, right? That mm-hmm. that that obstinate older woman <laughs> becomes the target for a lot of um, cancellation. And and I'm I'm like no, they they are fierce. They are they they bring to the table such resilience mm-hmm. and style and sexiness and weirdness because um, they always they're always doing it wrong right whether it's their accent or their style of dress whatever there's always like there's that little ounce <laughs> of like something it. right <laughs> it, it's 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 um it's like um it's there's a little bit of what I what I call like like chaffa. There's just there's just a little bit of that like there's just like a tinge of that bootleg that that's beautiful because you're like, oh this is like it's it's yeah bitch. it's it's free fall failing and it and it's and it's like yeah bitch I got the sepulga and it's still cute. What what like what are you gonna say? What what like what are you gonna do with that? Right. Um and I, I love it. Um and I really that's that's really interesting. I hadn't heard that that was happening. Um yeah. in like in these influencer spaces but I but I also see the way like I think some some folks are reading that as like 
a power dynamic they don't want to buy into. And it's like, well, no, 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 that's, you're actually like, if, if the power dynamic is all you're focusing on, you're actually missing the point. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's also like the, the, the obligation of some of us to, mm-hmm. to, to lift up these unruly women, willful, willful femme figures, um, who are so easy to, for society to, to discard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of discovery, <laughs> this conversation is worth three credit hours at Austin College. So, if you listen to this part of the program, just make sure that you send this to the registrar at ACC um, and also at Tyler Central Community College. So we're all, we're also doing that too. So your certificate will be signed by a poor Bajistan, and I hope your school takes it. <laughs> Doctor Vajistan. Doctor Vajistan. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that takes us into our last segment of the week, which is losing interest. And so, I think I want to go first. Um, I think I think I feel like mine's a little bit more of the heaviest. (laughs) But but I'm. um, I don't know if you saw, but like um, this week there was like a dissertation by J.K. Rowling about uh, like against trans women. (laughs) And um, I just I I really I fucking hate that we're still um, talking about bathrooms as being kind of the or like changing rooms as being like the main reason why why like transgender rights aren't fucking a thing. And um like if if that's the only basis of any converse like of a conversation, I just don't understand how anyone gets past that. And like the fact, and I, 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 I guess I don't want necessarily like celebrities telling us what to do, but like celebrities are in a very in a position of power more so than we think, right? That's why we have who we have as fucking forty five, um, and um, and I just like I I really hate that people are looking to people like. JK Rowling or people like anyone else who is to, to get your political advice from, right. Or to decide that that's how you're going to fucking treat other people. And, and to me, I'm just like, if, if a changing room, if a fucking bathroom is the only reason why you're fucking denying someone rights or denying someone the ability to fucking just live, like go fuck yourself, like fucking think about this in a different way. Um, and think about this a little bit more in depth because you're fucking impacting people's lives. And, and the more and more, like I heard you guys talk in the beginning about how transgender black women are fucking leading all these rights or they're leading these protests and they're leading these these talks like like we have a great deal of respect to pay these to pay our, our transgender community. And I'm fucking pissed that this is what it fucking boils down to. And I, I can't understand why they're so fucking furious at all of it. So um, that's what I'm losing interest in this week. And um Anyone who thinks this is a fucking conversation about bathrooms can go fuck themselves. That's it. <laughs> That's my wow. fucking losing interest. <laughs> Let's take a shot now. Um, so I black, trans, black trans women are the ultimate aunties, right? They're right. They're, they're the they're they're the the unruly, difficult women that society wants to throw away. Right, because they're not doing it right, and they're doing it on their own terms, and and so, mm. and also, if you think what J.K. Rowling wrote was a dissertation, um, that <laughs> for, for any graduate students out there, that is not I don't know what, what a dissertation about. looks like. J.K. Rowling would have failed. Her argumentation was poor. Um, her her uh, bitch. I got a bachelor's degree her- <laughs> <laughs> from okay, like a um, Christian university. Please don't like to do this shit. <laughs> Um, it's trash. <laughs> it, it was so badly written and so dumb and so awful. Um, the thing I'm losing interest in, and I think m- more than losing interest in, I think I'm I'm breaking up with, is um, oh, Law and Order SVU. Um, probably my favorite show. It is the most calming, boring, repetitive show that, that like just it's the best way to spend a Saturday is just like Law and Order reruns. Um, but it also is a show that has really solidified in our in our public mind and psyche that cops are going to save us. Um, mm. Cops are going to save us from the most insidious forms of violence. Um, and that a nice white lady like Olivia Benson can do no wrong. And... Um, 
yeah, I just, I have to let it go. Um, and I'm really sad about that. Uh, but I'll keep making memes about or, or using the, the intro sound <laughs> for memes because it's classic. Um, yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Um, oh, girl. I've been thinking a lot about that just because I'm like, Law and Order SVU is one of those things that I'm like, uh, I can turn off my brain and just sit and watch um, and like do laundry and iron and yeah, yeah, yeah. So having like having to having to to, to take a break from Mariska Hargitay indefinitely is um, is a thing. <laughs> but, but a necessary one. But a necessary one because I, I I don't know. Um, I've been thinking a lot about like cops and shows too and how how often cops are like. Uh, a resource in program, like in television shows and movies and all that shit. So I feel you. Um, I'm specifically losing interest in this week, um, self-care. And, and I say this, and I say this as somebody who is garbage and like, I get it. Um, my friend Michelle once said, I don't think anyone would ever fuck with you. And I was like, why? And she was like, I think they would look at you and be like, look at the way she treats herself like can you imagine what she'll do to you damn bitch identified um but um but i i'm i'm specifically losing interest in the deployment of self-care as a way to like decenter conversations and 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 work and action that actually is necessary what i've seen what i saw last week and what i saw i think for, i mean for the last for the quick the last week and a half i think was what um and somebody on instagram described it perfectly where they was like that wasn't black lives matter spirit week like just just because you took a fucking week to to post some stories doesn't mean the shit mm. ended. Um, and I think like the it's so like it's so enticing for people to feel like something happened because that's the psychic space that they concentrated on deliberately for a week. And now I'm seeing a lot of like a lot of like like influencers are doing this thing. Like a lot of the fucking wellness influencers are doing they're putting up this super shitty chart, which I fucking hate. Um, that's like it's got the question um, can you solve the problem and then it has two arrows and one of them says yes and one of them says no and it's like if yes then cool fix it if no don't worry about it and I'm like that's not how shit works like just because you can't fix something doesn't mean you don't worry about it 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 actually means it deserves more of your attention and energy because guess what half of the shit that's killing us has no immediate solution most of us are gonna fucking die never seeing like the things we want most for other people and for ourselves and that's just how that shit goes so like for people to think of self-care as disengagement or like a decentering of what's important to me has always felt disingenuous and I just I don't like the way in which like self-care becomes a thing that people can immediately hang on to and turn into I'm gonna turn my brain off and not do shit about this and they always fucking go back to the whole like um, well, you know, Audrey, self, uh, Audrey Lord once said um, <laughs> self-care. And I'm like, that, first of all, you, if that's the only thing you read, I, I don't need to talk to you. Please go home. And then, uh, and you know, a, a lot of people are also doing that whole thing where they're like, well, we need rest and we need celebration and joy. And I'm like, that's all you've been doing, though. Like, I see you. I watch you. That's all y'all are doing. So like, no, you don't. I, I No, you don't need that right now. Um, stay mad. Stay engaged. Do thing. Get a job. Um <laughs> set some shit on fire break a window something um so yeah i'm i'm really i'm I'm losing interest in self-care and in the particular brand of self-care that i think a lot of influencers are offering people right now um and i i i have to always return to um what this artist lori carlos I, i i it's just like it's been handed to me by artists who are trained by her and it's Lori Carlos had this thing wherever, whenever any like artist got stuck in like a draft or in a rehearsal or whatever, and the artist was like, I can't, I just can't get through the scene, or I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know how to finish this draft or whatever. Lori Carlos would always say, Stop, go help somebody. Um, and that was her advice. Her advice for like for writer's block, for blocks in the rehearsal room, for for process was go help somebody. This 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 is actually like not important in that way. This is important. But like, what's real? What's real is what you go do in your communities with your people and for your people. Other than that, the rest is like is nice, and it's it's good, and also go help somebody. 
And and I, I I've been really thinking about like what does what what does what does self care look like in in a more collective way. So I'm losing interest in in the bath but self care. I guess that's it. Just that little beast. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, like the I have a question for you. Like the the influence like the the people that you're seeing do that. Like what is their what is their end game? Like, have they? Is it just well, like okay? People are like, look at my cute face, and then that's what I'm doing. That's and it. Now I'm talking like, about Black Lives Matters, and then now I'm mm-hmm. not. Like the, the people that I'm seeing most, the, the the people that I'm seeing this most out of, and 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 the people that I think I'm most like, if if I could run up to your house and fucking punch you straight in the teeth, like I would, are so many of, and I'm specifically thinking about like a lot of the. Uh, the non-black, like Latinx folks that 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 are that are influencers in this moment, who mm. are who are who are actually just like always like I'm like I see what y'all's Instagrams look like. Like y'all are always posing for, like putting photos of like mm-hmm. like skinny white women next to flowers and shit. Y- y'all are always putting up photos of like <sighs> white boys in pastels. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. Like I don't give a fuck. And like for if if for you to take care of yourself means that you're gonna remain being this kind of person, don't take care of yourself bitch actually like let's speed up the process please like either change or leave like go away like just stop um so i'm seeing it a lot i'm i'm seeing a lot amongst like those folks um i'm seeing it a lot in people who do the whole like i'm doing a collaboration with reebok and they have like a picture of their fucking shoes next to like a cactus with some like pastels in the background and i'm like that's not a thing you're not doing anything and like and then they bitch about capitalism it's it's not huh? ca- it's not a collaboration. It's Reebok asking you to sell shit for them, right? Right. Totally. Right. Not, they don't get nothing, paid. No, but I mean, India Moore, her her Instagram has been a model for influencing that I like digital influencing that I cannot mm-hmm. like. I can't. It is blowing my mind how generous she is. She's like, don't give me money. <laughs> like, don't put it in, here. Put it in these accounts. Um, here, here are things you can do. She's like boosting other people's voices. It is. It, I mean, th- so there's a way to be an influencer. I think. Um, and yeah. she has a huge platform as a TV personality. There's a way to do it that is really beautiful um, and in community. And then there, there are these people who are really, it's about them mm-hmm. as individuals. And that's when it, right. I think it's really, yeah, like it gets into the self-care mode of like, my yeah. body, me, I'm sad. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know No Name? Because I, I, think, I think No Name does something similar where like she has a huge platform and is always like, always like out, out to the community, like out to the, like, like, my self-care actually looks like giving back to the people who are holding me up always, 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 always. Yeah. Damn so bitch. I don't know. I've just, I've been mad. <laughs> She'd been a bit mad. It was like, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't even think of all that shit. I was like, great. <laughs> I think like for me, I'm like, like trying to figure out like, like um, when are people going to stop posting and what does that actually mean for everyone at the end? Like, how does that, how does it transition into whatever the fuck is next? And, and that's, What's the life cycle of the moment for people, and and, and where does yeah. it live for them? I think is the question that I've been thinking about a lot too, because 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 I think, uh, and this is I, I don't know. It's so interesting that you brought up Kareem that like the first time we met was at a like the first like the first time I met you in Austin was at at, at the at the I was yeah. it was at a march for for Mike Brown for yeah. for what was happening in Ferguson, because I think like I don't know. It's it's difficult to be like my the first protest I remember being a part of was in two thousand and eight. So like to to just think about like like how how those events or moments live inside your head and how for some people like this is the first time that they're sort of tuning in and some of these folks I'm like cool like you're doing this at like 36 42 um uh 57 and I'm like you like you've had the institutional power and access to like know now. better you just don't want to do it well that brings us to the end <laughs> <laughs> The sad, sad end. Um, thank you for listening to no. Nasa Latinas. No, what? Well, yeah, bitch, it's over. Sorry, sorry, Kareem, it's over. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. The with episode's that. over. <laughs> thank you for listening to Las Latinas. You can find us on Las Latinas podcast on all the social media things. Uh, we also want to thank our guest Kareem, aka Lahore Vajistan, yeah. Doctor Lahore Vajistan. Uh, where can people find you? 
Um, I have, you can follow all my personalities um, on Instagram. There's Kareem Puff and there's Lahore Vajasthan. Uh, L-A-W-H-O-R-E-V-A-G-I-S-T-A-N And mm-hmm. I also have an auntie account called Ontologies A-U-N-T-O-L-O-G-I-E-S And then on Twitter uh, at Kareem Puff and also at Lahore V Lahore V Thank And you. on Hinge um, and in on the next Hinge. Oh my god <laughs> And on Hinge Yeah bitch Get that Get that Hinge dick <laughs> Oh god uh, tune in next What's your screen name on that? Oh, please don't. No. <laughs> this will be for, that'll be for another podcast. Uh, tune in next week where we can discuss, uh, actually, tune in next week where we discuss our favorite tacos. Thank you for listening. Bye.